Hello, everyone. This is Delisha Artis, and I am your host of the Wealthy Crown podcast. The Wealthy Crown is where we empower believers to become better financial stewards by applying both godly wisdom as well as practical money strategies. So get ready to position yourself for financial breakthrough and abundance by the supernatural power of God. And may your hand never lack what's in your heart to do for the kingdom of God. Hey, you guys, listen, I am really excited about this week's episode. You know, I have the privilege and the honor to help assist with leading a financial stewardship class at my local ministry. And our first week, we talked about honor and honor was the spiritual principle that really changed the trajectory of my finances. I literally saw the power of God show up in my finances and deliver me from that paycheck to paycheck cycle from insufficiency and lack by applying this principle to my life. So today's episode, just a snippet of that teaching. So I'm really excited to share it with you guys. I know that it will bless you and um, let's go ahead and jump into it. That you can operate in honor. Awesome. Okay. All right. Before we get into the word of God on tonight, of course, I have two biblical examples. Awesome. I want to give you some keys to remember, and this is going to kind of come up as we go through the word of God on tonight. Honor is a heart decision. It's not something you decide in your mind. It must flow from your heart to your mind, and then you, uh, you act upon that decision in faith. So again, honor, it starts in the heart. That's why it's a relationship. That's why, you know, Pastor Kirkpatrick, he encouraged us this week to make sure that we're spending time with God, spend time in the word, because honor truly flows from the heart. It says, God, I love you. I want to serve you. And so because of that, I'm going to yield everything that you've entrusted into my hands to you, right? I'm going to put you first. Also, honor is not always easy. When I was going through that season, I was looking at all that debt and we're talking about being committed to the tithe. And then he started speaking to me and giving me divine strategy with sowing and giving. That was not an easy time. That was a lean time. But when you make a heart decision to honor God, I believe there's a grace that is released upon you to continue to be consistent in honoring God, even when it's not easy. When you are looking at lack and insufficiency, I understand that it may make sense in your mind uh, to not want to commit to the tithe or whatever it is, maybe the phase three campaign, but just know that honor is not always easy, but there's a reward again, if you operate in honor and put God first. Also, honor is a spiritual principle. Honor is a spiritual principle. So as you begin to move in this place of honoring God with your finances and honoring God in every area of your life, the people around you, people that know your situation, they may not understand you, you know, uh, but the Bible says that God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. The Bible also says that God's foolishness is wiser than men's wisdom. And it also says that God's weakness is stronger than men's strength. So we got to understand that this is a spiritual principle that we are employing. So it may not make sense to our natural minds, but it makes total sense to God. And that's how we get access to God's supernatural power. Am I making sense so far? Am I making it clear to you guys as it relates to honor? All right. And then also honor requires an exchange. We're going to see that in the word of God on tonight. And this is when things begin to change for me. 
It requires an exchange. It requires an exchange. And we'll talk about that. And then also, honor is a spiritual weapon for financial breakthrough. Listen, honor was the revelation, the tool of choice that the Holy Spirit imparted to me as a weapon. You know, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. So that that revelation of honor became my weapon in the spirit. And it allowed me to break through financially and experience abundance and increase by the power of God. Again, honor is a weapon. It can be used as a weapon for financial breakthrough. Amen. Amen. All right. And so before we get into the word, this is the last slide here. Um, how do I honor God with my finances? What does that really look like? And for me, what I had to come to the realization of is that my decisions, my wisdom, and my understanding of finances got me to the place that I was in, which was over $70,000 worth of debt. So I had to relinquish control. And I had to realize that God's way was much better than my way. Isaiah 55, 8 and 10, it says, For your thoughts are not my thoughts, neither are your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So what I had to do, you guys, is I had to make a decision. No matter what, I'm doing it God's way. I've done it my way. And look at where it has landed me. I'm experiencing lack and insufficiency. So I have to renew my mind according to Romans 12 and 2. And I have to make a decision in my heart that God, if you say bring the tithe, I'm going to be obedient. I know what I'm facing. I know what I'm looking at. But I'm going to obey you in the tithe. The next thing is being obedient in spirit-led giving and sowing. Allowing the Holy Spirit. Because I had to take my mind off of the bills and off of the lack. So I can get into a place to hear the Holy Spirit because he was trying to give me divine strategy, which he did for financial breakthrough. And then number three, which is most important. And I believe this is where we all miss it in terms of being practical with the finances, having a money plan. A money plan is a budget. You guys, you have to have a plan for the 90 percent. You can't just bring the 10 percent and then do whatever with the 90 because then you're going to still experience insufficiency and lack. And it's not God's fault. We have to position ourselves. And part of that is having a plan before the month begins, which is why budgeting is so important. And we'll talk about that. It's having a plan for your money. Sitting down because money is currency. That thing will move. And what I had to realize, I had to jack my money up and say, no, this is where you're going. And as soon as I got that cash, wherever it was supposed to go, I got rid of it. There was no chance for it to slip through. Or go to Walmart or Target or somebody else. I made a plan for my money and I stuck with it. So those are the ways that you can practically honor God with your finances. All right. Am I making sense tonight? We're going to go ahead and um, get into the word of God. I have two examples of honor that I'm excited to share about. Let's go ahead and look at 2 Kings 4. And we're going to look at verses 8 through 17. 2 Kings 4, we're going to look at verses 8. Oh, yeah. Lost my spot. Through 17. Right? And we're going to look at biblical examples of the power of honor. I want you guys to really see what it looks like to honor and what happens when you honor. So we're going to go ahead and I'm going to read out of the Amplified Bible. Again, we're doing 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8 through 17. And it says, now there came a day when Elisha went to Shunammon, where there was a prominent and influential woman 
and she persuaded him to eat a meal. Afterward, whenever passed by, he stopped there for a meal. She said to her husband, behold, listen, I sense that this is a holy man of God who frequently passes our way. Verse 10, please let us make a small, fully walled upper room on the housetop. Hallelujah. And put a bed there for him with a table, a chair, and a lampstand. Then whenever he comes to visit us, he can turn in there. Verse 11, one day he came there and turned into the upper room and laid down to rest. Verse 12, and he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. So he called her and she stood before him. That's a revelation there. Verse 13, now he said to Gehazi, say to her now, you have gone to all this trouble for us. What can I do for you? Would you like to be mentioned to the king or to the captain of the army? She answered, I live among my own people in peace and security and need no special favors. Verse 14, later, Elisha, because he couldn't let it go. Later, Elisha said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, well, she has no son and her husband is old. Got somebody. And her husband is old. And he said, call her. So Gehazi called her and she came and stood in the doorway. Elijah said, at this season next year, you will embrace a son. She said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your maid servant. But the woman conceived and gave birth to a son at the season the next year, just as Elijah had said to her. So powerful. Uh, one of the first things that we have to do if we're going to walk in honor as it relates to, and this is an example concerning our leaders, is having the right perception of them. You see in the word of God that she told her husband, she said, I sense that this is a holy man. And if you look at the King James Version, she actually said, I perceive. So what we have to do is, yes, Pastor Kirkpatrick and Lady Kim, a man and a woman, but they are um, anointed of God. They are men, a man and woman of God. And so what we have to do is see and honor the anointing that is upon their life and realize that they are called of God and that God has gifted them to us, that they are going to, you know, teach us and lead us and help us to grow in the, in the things of God and through the word of God. So the first thing that we have to do is she had a right perception of Elisha. She's seen him as a man of God, right? That's the first step. The second thing that you see here as it relates to honor is that there was an exchange. There was an investment that was made. She said, let us make a small, fully walled upper room. Let's put a bed there, a table, a chair, a lampstand. What I heard was, let's make ministry easy for him. And I know, you know, that the Bible says that she was a prominent woman, influential money. So it's clear that she had money. She had to call the construction company. She made an investment into his ministry. She had them come up and build a room for him and have a bed. And those things cost money, right? So there was an investment. There was an exchange. She gave of her natural. And then she experienced what? The supernatural. And one thing that I love about this account is that you see um, Elisha. He said, he asked her like, what, what is this? Why are you being so kind? Why are you sowing this? Why are you giving this? And she told him, I, you know, I don't need anything. But he couldn't let it go. 
One thing that you got to know is when you begin to honor the anointing upon your leaders, it starts to stare them, stare them up, stare the anointing upon their lives up. They begin to kind of figure out like, what is it? And um, when I was studying this, I was reminded when we were on Pacific Avenue, this is right after the Holy Spirit began to deal with me on honor. And this was maybe the third or fourth month. And Pastor was walking out of his office. He had his book bag. He was headed out. And I walked up to him and I gave him an envelope. I said, here you go, Pastor. And he was closing the door. He said, man, he said, you being consistent with this thing. And that's what that reminded me here. Something in his spirit began to start like, why is Sister Delisha sowing this on a consistent basis? On a consistent basis. And I want to show you, when you honor the anointing upon your leaders, you get a blank check from heaven. That's what she got. Elijah began to ask her, what is it that you need? What can I do for you? Because you've sown this seed. You've honored the anointing upon me. What can I go to heaven for on your behalf? And that's what it was for me in my season. I believe the anointing upon my leaders began to take attention and note to my life. And knew that I needed a supernatural breakthrough in my finances. That's what I needed. And if you see here in the word of God, I believe because she said when he prophesied the son, she said, no, my Lord, oh man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. I believe that this woman, that this woman um, truly desired a son. But I think, you know, the Bible talks about um, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So, you know, you have some things in your life where you truly desire it, but it seems like it's not going to happen. So I believe she became settled with just enjoying the influence that she had and the money that she had and the house and the, the things that she had access to. Hallelujah. But here she was able to experience the supernatural power of God. Again, it's noted here her husband was old. She did not have a son. But again, because she honored the anointing upon this man of God, she received a blank check from heaven. And she got her prayers answered, her desired answer. I'm telling you guys, be obedient to the Holy Spirit concerning your leaders. You may say, after you give the tithe, I don't really know where I'm going to sow. Listen, it, your leaders are good, good ground. That's a good place to start. It's always a good place to start. Seek the Holy Spirit. Allow him to minister to you and tell you and show you how to sow the seed and to honor your leaders. Not only in finances, but in all areas. But I know we're specifically talking about stewardship on tonight. So again, before we get into our second example, am I making sense on tonight? Perception. I cannot look at Pastor Kirkpatrick and Lady Kim like they're regular people. If so, the anointing and grace on their life will not work for me. See, I perceive my leaders as being anointed. So that's why the power of God was able to show up in my life and break lack and insufficiency off of my life. Their anointing was able to stand in the gap for me and say no more. I can no longer be harassed in that area because I honor. That's why honor is so important to our ministry. I love when I my, when pastor gets into that pulpit and then I see people who may not be standing in any other parts of the services. They begin to rise. They understand my man of God is in the pulpit. I honor the anointing, the grace, and he's getting ready to open his mouth. Hallelujah. So I rise on my feet and I show respect. I show honor, hallelujah, hallelujah to the anointing that God has given me access to. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. All right, let's move into our second example because I know time is going and we want to get into it. Let's look at Daniel 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to show you 
Another example of honor. And these are some of the things that you will experience. I have experienced these things. Hallelujah. Daniel 1. And I'm just going to, we're going to jump around a little bit. I'll give you an overview of the, of the chapter here. But is everyone there at Daniel 1? Are we ready to go? I'm going to make sure I don't lose you and go too fast. I know I get excited. <laughs> excited. Ready to go. Okay. All right. So we're going to go ahead and look at Daniel 1. So we hit. We see here in Daniel, we're dealing with King Nebuchadnezzar, and essentially he has taken over, you know, Judah and Jerusalem. He has um, come in, kind of taken over the city, taken over the country. Um, he's taken their vessels and, and things that belong to the house of God, and he's taken it into his own treasury. And what he wants to do now is he, he told his servants, he said, listen, I need you to go and find me the best of the best of the children of Israel, right? So let's look at Daniel 1 verse 4. And this is what he said. He said, you know, I want children in whom was no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they may teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. So again, he had a plan for them. He wanted to put them into his own school. And he wanted to uh, have them learn more about his culture, about his ways. Because he wanted them to serve him, right? So again, we see here, if you continue reading the scripture, uh, we see that a part of the children that were taken away uh, were children of Judah. Which was Daniel, Haniah, Mishael, and Azariah. And again, we know, we're familiar with their names that they were given. Uh, Daniel was given the name of Belshazzar. Um, Haniah was given Shadrach. Mishael was given Meshach. And Azariah was given Abednego, right? So now let's go ahead and look at verse 8. And this is where we're going to see how honor really starts in the heart. Verse 8 says, but Daniel purposed in his heart, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Again, we see here that honor started in the heart. Daniel made a decision that I'm going to honor God. I'm going to honor God. And one thing that I put here, honor sets you apart. What the Holy Spirit showed me. You mean to tell me out of all the children of Israel that they pulled in to go into this school to learn more about uh, King Nebuchadnezzar's ways. You mean to tell me only Daniel and I know his, well, the Bible doesn't say they're friends, but we say they're friends. But anyway, Daniel was the only one that said, I'm not going to do this, that I'm going to purpose in my heart to honor God. That lets me know. And pastor spoke on this yesterday, that there's a remnant. That we can all love God, be saved, go to the same church, be under the same word. But there's still a separation based on your heart posture. You can still be the people of God, but yet still be separated. Again, that's what the power of honor does. It separates you. Hallelujah. Let's move to verse 9. Are you guys with me? Making sure I'm not going too fast. Okay, perfect. All right, verse 9. And the, the verse starts with now. <laughs> now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the units. Again, we see 
Once Daniel made a decision to honor God in this season and in this time, we see the favor of God begin to flow. We begin to see God's favor release because it says, once Daniel purpose in his heart, it says, now God. And a lot of us are looking for supernatural favor for God. We're looking for God to move, but he's waiting on that hot heart posture. He's waiting on you to make up in your mind that you're going to honor him with your finances. You're going to honor him with the tithe. And then you're going to begin to see God's favor flow. Again, when you honor, you experience favor with God and also favor with man. All right, let's go ahead and move along to verse 12. And this is where we see um, Daniel kind of make this request. And he tells uh, Melzar, which was the one that was over them. He said, prove thy servants. I beseech thee 10 days and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Verse 13. Then let our countenance be looked upon before thee and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy service. And it says, Melzar, it says, so he consented to them in this matter and proved them 10 days. I'm going to stop right here. One thing that I love and what the Holy Spirit showed me about Daniel, Daniel never had to go back and pray and say, God, if I honor you, are you going to back me up? Mm. He knew that if I put God first, heaven got to back me up. Some of us do not want to give the tie first. We don't want to maybe commit to the phase three campaign. We don't want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit in the leading of someone because we're saying, God, what about my rent? What about my mortgage? What about this? What about this? I'm telling you, you put God first, he will back you up. You never have to worry. Daniel knew that if I put God, I'm making this decision off of my heart. And heaven knows that. God looks at the heart. We know that from the word of God. So when you put him first, please know that he's going to back you up. His favor. He began to give Daniel a grace to be able to be obedient to him and to honor him. He gave him favor with his enemies. To allow him to honor God in a in a camp. He's surrounded by his enemies. But yet God's favor began to flow into his life. Next up, let's continue. Verse 15. Verse 15 says, And at the end of the ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. Here we see the supernatural power of God show up. That's what happened for me. The supernatural power of God because I begin to honor God and put him first. I know I got this debt. I know I got these bills. I'm putting this phase two first. I'm putting the tie first. And the supernatural power of God begin to show up. In the natural, if I eat soup for 10 days and you eat meat, I'm going to look smaller than you. I'm going to lose weight. That's a natural thing. But the Bible says that they look fairer and they look fatter, more healthier than those that ate the king's meat. The supernatural power showed up in their life to empower them to honor God. That's it. God will release his power to help you honor him. If you're anything like me, when I looked at my financial situation, I was simply overwhelmed. I had not enough income, too much debt, too many expenses. I literally felt like I had made too many bad decisions that there was no way for things to turn around. 
But here at The Wealthy Crown, we know that it is intentionality with our finances that helps to position us for financial breakthrough and abundance according to the word of God. This is why we are now offering financial breakthrough planning sessions. These are one-on-one financial consultations where you will walk away with an organized, personalized money plan and debt payoff plan. You'll also have a one-hour strategy session where we will discuss your finances and the things that we can do practically to position yourself for financial breakthrough and abundance. We also pray and seek God on your behalf for financial breakthrough. So if this is something that you know that will help you to get started and get on the path um, to getting your finances back on track, simply go to thewealthycrown.com, click on financial breakthrough planning session and book your initial consultation today. Again, that's at thewealthycrown.com. Click on financial breakthrough planning session to book your initial consultation today. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. Listen, it is my prayer that what you heard concerning honor, that it blessed you, that it empowered you. If you want to stay connected to us, make sure you go to thewealthycrown.com, enter your name, your email address, and that will get you entrance into the Wealthy Crown community. Also, if you want to hear more teachings like this, as we continue to empower believers to become better financial stewards, then click the link that is in the show notes of today's episode and join our next monthly live session, which will be held December 16th at 8.15 p.m. We hope to see you there.